Look at that! <laughs> Freak out! I'm Rach, Rachel Ray, and you're listening to Cook Tracks. It's a brand new, super cool way to cook. Each episode will be right alongside you. Well, kind of, will be in your ear, taking you step-by-step step through a dish or a meal in real time. We'll be adding a little pinch of tips, tricks, and fun stories to keep you guys entertained and up your cooking game. Needless to say, we've got your back in the kitchen. I mean it, guys. You literally don't have to worry about a thing. I'm going to keep you on track with my buddy, Cappy. Think of him as our kind of play-by-play announcer for the cook-along. And since not all stoves are created equal, boy, do I know that. If you guys get a little caught up, just hit pause. You don't have to read a recipe, and it isn't rocket science. This is not something you're supposed to take seriously. We want you guys to have fun. Follow along, and at the end of each episode, we'll have made a dish or a meal from start to finish together. Gather up your ingredients, pour yourself a drink or a cup of tea, and turn your volume up to 11. This is Cook Tracks. For this episode, you're stuck with me, and I can't wait for you to make this dish. Let's talk prep work. You can keep on listening to this episode, but if you go to your episode notes on your device or cooktracks.com, you'll find the ingredients and equipment list that you need to cook along with us. Everybody ready to rock the kitchen? I'm going to head on off and meet up with Kathy. Let's do this. We're here in Rachel's kitchen. What's the first thing you need to do to make these burgers? Well, this is the tiniest kitchen in the world. If you put your arms out side to side, you can touch both sides of my kitchen. But regardless of how big or small the spaces you're working in, what you need to do first for any quick cooking procedure is to gather all of your ingredients. So that's what I've done here. We're making pepperoni pizzaiola burgers. Pizzaiola is a steak that a pizza maker would make for himself after hours, and it tastes like a Big juicy steak covered in pizza sauce. So think pizza flavor, garlic, right? Oregano, some sort of tomato product. So we're going to take that treatment, do that to a burger, top it with cheese and make it look like a pepperoni pizza. So the first thing I got was a stick of pepperoni. Also from the fridge, I got my sun-dried tomato paste and anchovy paste. That's for our little pizzaiola special sauce we're going to mix into the burger. If you don't do anchovies, you should, you're wrong. But if you don't, you can substitute a little Worcestershire sauce. I also grabbed my hot honey. If you have to make hot honey, it's easy enough. Per cup of honey, the lighter the color, the lighter the flavor, you add in three tablespoons of chili paste. I used Calabrian chili paste, easily available in a lot of Italian markets and Italian sections of your store. But you can use any hot paste you like, sambal olek, whatever you have in the fridge, even sriracha. About three tablespoons of heat to one cup of sweet. This is shelf stable, of course, it's honey. So I've got my hot honey, which I always keep on hand. I've got some parsley to throw into my burger to make it nice and grassy. A little oregano, fresh or dried. I have dried today. The fresh on the roof didn't look so great. Uh, And I've got some peeled garlic. To peel garlic, we pop it with the flat of our knife and the heel of our hand. The day I do my major shop each week, I keep a whole bunch of it, a couple of bulbs at least, in a little baggie or a little cup in the fridge so I could just grab it and go all week long. Your cheese of choice or a combo. Our cheese of choice for this cheeseburger is provolone and mozzarella. I'm going to roll with both, but you can use one or the other. Deli-sliced mozzarella, not fancy, soft, buttery mozzarella, but just a straight-up 
from the deli. And then, of course, the ground beef. I like an 80-20 for my burgers. Do you like 80-20 for I like 80-20. I like a nice 80-20. So for four patties, at least one pound. You can go a little higher than that if you want a bigger beef burger. I like an even bun to burger ratio for me. So I tend to get four patties out of a pound. John likes them a little fatter, though. So today, maybe we'll just make three. Got it. Okay? We got a pound of beef in the bowl. And I like a nice Kaiser roll for this, and I char it a bit so it tastes kind of like a pizza crust. Yum. You know, and it's kind of big. All right, so the first thing you do to your pepperoni is cut a little nubber off the end, and then cut a thin slice down the middle right through the casing and peel it. So kind of like take the tip of your knife, run it down. Run it down and just peel the entire casing. And then you can use this in salads or thinly slice it like we're going to do today and crisp it to put up on top. Pepperoni is an American, like an Italian-American thing. It's not an Italian-Italian thing. Yeah. You go to Italy and you ask for pepperoni, you're going to get little hot peppers in a dish because they think you mean pepperoncini. Wow. Oh. In Italy, you would make this with any spicy stick sausage. So abruzzese, nice spicy abruzzese, or a hot soppressata, of course. But don't ask for pepperoni in Italy and think you're going to get pepperoni because they don't, they don't roll like that. But the cool thing about this, it's like so many people put, uh, as you slice, so many people put like bacon on a burger and it's meat on meat, essentially. And you don't really think to do pepperoni on a burger, but We're why not? We're making a pepperoni pizza yeah. on a burger. Yeah. And if you wanted to go low carb, ditch the bun, put it on a bed of chopped romaine or whatever, you know what I mean? So I'm thinly slicing some pepperoni. You might as well do a little extra because you know you're going to eat some. <laughs> and that's what happened to the nubber that I cut off when I took that the casing off. That was like snack off. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was breakfast of champions. Yes, yeah, perfect. I have a parchment, piece, a little piece of parchment. I buy it pre-cut right online, cheap and cheerful. And anytime I bake off prosciutto, which is delicious in salads, anytime I crisp up salami, prosciutto, anything like that, I line the pan with a little bit of parchment. It just makes for easier cleaning. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to use this same tray to char up our, our rolls in the end. So I thinly sliced the pepperoni, threw it on a tray. Incidentally, I get mine from Oscar's Smokehouse. And what I love about pepperoni is it really does taste smoky. It's got a lot of paprika or smoked paprika in it. So it has a unique flavor as opposed to Italian sausage. And so you have like 15 to 20 slices, but as Rachel said, I would err on the side of more because once you eat one of these, yeah, you're going to eat more. Yeah, I say for even for just for four burgers, yeah. I would slice half a stick. You're just, you're going to go through it. Right. Like you only need three or four to garnish each burger, yeah. but... Look, this is all that's left. It's like a third of a stack yeah, is left. Yeah, it's like sad. And You're we like, haven't even made a burger right. yet. Okay. <laughs> all right, so those are only going to take a couple minutes in the oven. We're just shrinking right. them up and crisping them so up. I so I got when my eye on the clock. Yes, I'm very bad out of sight, out of mind sure. with bread and anything that goes in the oven. If it's in the oven, my husband's on the timer. My husband is not here right now. He will return with the dog at some point. So you are fake husband right now, Kathy. I am on the timer you with are my timer. stopwatch you are from timer man. 1985. Timer man. For my eye. Okay, so for each pound, I take a handful. I'd say roughly a quarter cup of parsley tops. Again, great tip. Whenever you bring home all of your food, whatever day of the week you do your marketing, put everything away clean. You see my parsley is already clean, yeah. picked, put away in a baggie. So when I need it, I could just grab a handful. Everything that you can process when you come home, you should process. Your, peel your garlic, wash all your greens. The more prep you do, the more you will cook and the healthier you'll eat. I once saw that I tip. say the healthier you eat yeah. when we're making a pepperoni pizza burger, basically. But let's, let's be real. <laughs> a pepperoni pizza burger made at home is most likely better than yes. a pepperoni pizza burger made Correct. at a fast food place Correct. that uses not great ingredients. Correct. 
this tip of bringing things home and cleaning them is great. And I once saw it on a show called 30 Minute Meals. Yes, isn't that remarkable? How that comes full circle? That girl has a really good point. She does, she does. That girl, that, <laughs> that middle-aged lady has a really good point. No, but you know, it's fun. Obviously I know like that's what you do, but I kind of forget I don't forget about it, but when I come home and do that, I'm like, why don't I do this more? Like, why don't I just peel my carrots and put them right, in a bag? Right, and when put I come them home? in a baggie. Yeah, clean the lettuce, you know. I've even sliced my radishes and I keep them in a baggie with water so they don't wrinkle or get dry or whatever. Yeah. And then I just drain out the water from the side of the baggie when I want to use them yeah. or I take a little handful up. It makes too much sense. Like, I, I prep everything. Oh, in comes the husband and the puppy. There he is. Hi, honey. There's a lot going on in here. Look how many people are in your kitchen. Oh, this is special appearance. Um, I'm sorry, but you are now going to have to pay me for this cook tracks because you have Isabu. Yeah. So she gets a fee. You'll have to speak with her talent agent. John will talk. We'll talk about Izzy's fee after this. Yes. Uh, John is her agent, and you have to negotiate through um, Doggy Dad. You're not even asking me what I'm doing here, Captain. All right, so next. I took a handful of parsley. I finally chopped it. So I took a handful of the tops, threw it on the cutting board, ran the knife back and forth over it. The way we do that, if you don't cook a lot, is you keep the tip of the knife on the board, up and down from the opposing shoulder, and back and forth, back and forth. Then I use a grating device. This one happens to be mine, but Microplane makes many of them as well as as myself. Mine I like because it rests on top of the bowl. Anyway... I take my peeled garlic. I don't have to chop it this all. This is I just, still like my top like three tips of all time. Grate it, just grate it right into the bowl. So now we have a couple fat cloves of garlic. We have a handful of our parsley, finely chopped. I'd say about a quarter cup. Do, do you need to check the pepperoni? It's been like three, yes. four minutes. Okay. Let's take a peek, see? Ooh, it's I'd say another a minute bit. or two. Yeah. I think we'll shrink it up one more minute. A tiny bit, I mean tiny, I put a pinch of salt just kind of for good luck and a little black pepper because we're going to add the natural salt of anchovy paste or Worcestershire sauce. So anchovy paste, if we're going to opt for that, a fat squirt. From a tube. From a tube. I'd say it's about a teaspoon and a half or so. And if you're going to use Worcestershire, about the same. Teaspoon, half, two teaspoons of Worcestershire, okay? Worcestershire, incidentally, does contain anchovy. That's what makes it taste so good. Raise your hand if now you don't like Worcestershire sauce. (laughs) And then we're going to add the secret ingredient that makes it really taste like a pizza, sun-dried tomato paste. This is amazing because that's another tip of yours is buying tomato paste in a tube so you don't like waste that whole can. So you never have to change the container. And just like toothpaste, kids, roll up from the bottom. But this is sun-dried tomato paste, which is like a little pop. and super umami. It's amazing. Like, I still think that word's good. Like, everything comes in trends and comes and goes. I still think umami is a very relevant term. Yeah, so small bowl, anchovy paste, sun-dried tomato paste. Yep, and now we're going to sprinkle in, along with our parsley and garlic, I'm going to sprinkle in about half a palmful of oregano and I'm lightly crushing it because we're using dried and that kind of wakes it up if I was using fresh I would use like two stems and strip them about one tablespoon of fresh and about half of that of dried and that's good general rule for anything the conversion of fresh to dried check that pepperoni I think one, yeah, like one half more minute. You'll see it should be like some hot water. The pepperoni is like bubbling a little bit and you'll see some of the oil start to leach out. That's where we are now. It's been a little over five minutes. We're trying to make it crispy and without making the top of our burger greasy. That's why I'm cooking it separate. 
Otherwise, I would just throw it on top like you do on a pizza, put it in a high temp oven. I'm adding super hot water. I'm waiting for the tap to get hot. A little splash of hot water to loosen up and kind of cook out, wake up this tomato paste and combine it. Literally a splash. See? A couple tablespoons tops. Yep. Just a splash. So we're going to take a little fork and mix this all together into an anchovy or Worcestershire slash sun-dried tomato paste. Then that paste is going to go into our ground meat bowl with all of our other ingredients. Now's a good time since we have like a little blank second here to take that pepperoni out. Before I completely forget it. Perfect. Crispy at the edges. Crisp. Delightful. It's rendered. Yeah, six to seven minutes or so, but not all stoves and ovens are created equal. So Boy, that's the truth, huh? Yeah. So look for the look for the crispness. You'll see some of that oil start to leach out. Yeah, it's rendered. Most of it's fat and it's gotten a nice color to it. And as it dries out a little bit on some towel here, it'll crisp up even more. So you'll have these crispy little bits of pepperoni topping your patty, your cheesy patty. So as you're moving that pepperoni to a paper towel to catch that grease, I have a question. So theme of this series is an ingredient or a dish you're obsessed with. Is this a, a dish you're super into right now? Or is there, I know there's like 10 ingredients in here you're obsessed with, but. I am obsessed with burgers because they're so friendly. <laughs> um, and I'm obsessed with Flavor, you know, the biggest flavor you can put into something with the fewest ingredients. So this is not one of those unhinge your jaw sandwiches, the biggest, thickest burger with 87 toppings. It's looking at focusing on one thing. Can we make a burger taste more like a pizza and have a happy marriage there or more like a steak pizzaiola? So we're having a little fun, but it's about getting the most amount of flavor out of the fewest amount of ingredients. So... Anchovy paste, like, look at that. Anchovy paste, sun-dried tomato uh, paste, the oregano, the garlic, the parsley, really good quality beef. I mean, garlic. This is going to be... Yeah, that's like flavor. Delicious! Yeah, amazing. Cast iron skillet is where we are headed next, and we're going to switch the broiler up to broil, I mean, the oven up to broil, so we can just char our buns when we're ready, when the burgers are done, done, Okay. Cast iron is the number one material to own if you dig meat. If you like burgers uh, or steaks, and if you're a protein-obsessed human, you must invest in a cast iron skillet. This one is mine, but they make them every price point, uh, and they're cheap and cheerful, and they'll outlast you. They will live longer than you will. The reason I like cooking a la plancha on a flat surface is you get the that connection between the meat or the protein of choice and the heat source, and it's united. And if you cook on a grill, only where the actual meat is in in touch with the grill, where those lines are, will you get that full development of all of the sugars, the natural sugars, and that nice, crunchy, crispy flavor. Even when I cook outdoors, I have a plancha, I have a flat cooking surface that I put in my big green egg or my Kalamazoo grill so that I'm cooking on a flat surface Always for protein. I mean, that's just my preferred. Do whatever you want. I can't see you. So go cook this outside if you want. But me, 
I'm a cast iron skillet girl. There's your cast iron lesson while your pan is preheating over. What are you, medium high? Or are I'm, you- uh, I'm about medium high. I think high is too high and medium is too low. And once cast iron gets hot, it like holds that It holds heat. that temp. I put very little fat in the pan. I use a drizzle of just grocery store grade olive oil or vegetable oil, just a drizzle, and then get the meat in the pan. When you're mixing patties, the thing to remember is that you want equal portions. First of all, if you're making a burger like this, it's got ingredients in it that you might want to check your seasonings or it's got a lot going on. You can take one little tiny piece the size of a quarter. It'll cook in about 30 seconds on each side and taste test it and adjust your seasonings. I'm not going to do that. I, I know what I'm doing. So Rachel's um, mixing up the meat in the... Uh, in and the, the ingredients, right. Don't overmix it. You just want it well combined. And then put it back into an even mound, okay? So that you know you can portion it equally, okay? So I know I want, uh, I said about three burgers. You could make four, but John's here now, so. There's no rules to cooking, peeps. So you yeah. know you like smaller burgers, make smaller burgers. You like yeah, a big, bigger thick burger, one, make, a make big, two burgers, yeah. make giant patties. So this is another great tip. Yeah. I feel like I'm just going to say this 5,000 times this episode. But after Rachel mixed the meat, she kind of formed it into a big puck almost at the bottom of the Correct. bowl. And then, and then used I the scored side it. side of her hand to score it into the equal portions that she wants, whether that's three, four. And then we always form the patties as thin as possible at the center and a little thicker at the edges for even cooking. Meat plumps when you cook it. If you don't do that, it will end up looking like a flying saucer. Yeah. The edges will be overcooked and the center will be undercooked. And the burger will be like two inches and the bun will be like five inches. <laughs> yeah. It will not be a good ratio. Yes. So forming that patty. And we form all of the patties. You don't form a patty, drop it in a pan. I've seen people do this. Yeah? Yeah. While they're making patties, they just start oh, I see what you're making saying. them and dropping them. Make them also they're made. Onto the grill or the pan they're working in. Got it. They are forming them and dropping them and continue to form more. So none of them are going to have the same cooking time. That's impossible. Interesting. Impossible. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. To control. You have to form the patties first and then put everybody into the hot tub at the same time. Got it. <laughs> or in this case, the, I guess the sauna. Yeah. Well, you don't want it steamy either, but they're going to go on to the hot, the heat at the same time. All right. So nearing the end of summer-ish, going into fall, is there like an ingredient you hate to lose, like going out of this? Everything, but you don't have to lose it. Like corn, you can blanch it, put it on a sheet tray. So it stays nice and loose, put it into baggies, get the air out, and freeze it. You can make your own vegetables at the end of summer, your own frozen veggies, and keep them in freezer bags. Just make sure you buy bags that are marked for the freezer. So yeah. they, Or if you have one of those food savers, which I love, I was given one as a gift, they're amazing. It takes all the air out, and you can store things right up to the ceiling. Of course, tomatoes are only tasty for a short period of time. Uh, when our garden ends, I do what my Sicilian grandfather used to do. We burn our vines and turn the, the char back into the soil. It makes for tastier vegetables the following year. And John orders our seed, or Isabu, I should say, my dog daughter, very good with her paws. <laughs> Goes online and orders all of our seed from Italy. I don't know that that makes a difference. It's just a mental thing. Sure. Like, we believe it tastes better yeah. if the tomatoes say San Marzano on the package and it's not in English. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't know that that's true or not, but whatever. All right, so patties formed, hands washed. Mm-hmm. We've got our hot honey that's going to go on top of the cheeseburger. 
Um, we've got our cheese selections. So this, a lot of people ask about like timing when you cook, and this is it, Rachel. We we talk about this like a hundred times, but mise en place, like having everything. And everything there's different stages in of its it. place, and everybody should do that with every meal. It's especially relevant when you want to be in and out of the kitchen quickly. Um, if I have a really complicated, very layered, elaborate meal, I try and work on one thing at a time, do as much ahead as you can, but you know, keep up the pace with the courses. But something as simple as just making dinner, in this case, making a burger, mm. you're going to be in and out there so much quicker if yeah. you just organize yourself. Yeah. And when you put things away, it's so much easier. Right. You know what I mean? It's just all around easier, easier cleanup, easier uh, from pan to table. Right. I'm splitting the rolls and putting them onto the pan that we cooked the pepperoni on so that when the burgers are done, we could take them out and just char our buns last second. I know me and burning of bread. Yes, so, I got your back. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna make sure that my burgers are turned off before I char the bread. Understood. And I have a transfer plate here for, the, for our burgers to go to, the pretty ones. You were supposed to bring the pickles. Did I you bring them? them? I have them. Okay, good. And then the, we need a transfer plate to put all the burgers on while we're charring the buns. Got it. So even do that before you put anything in the pan. Great bad. Where's idea. the burger going to go when it's done? You know what I mean? Always be thinking a step ahead exactly. when you're cooking anything, and it'll go so much easier. Yeah, so there's like a couple steps of mise en place here. One is where Rachel started when she gave her roll call of all the ingredients. And then the next is now. She's about to cook her burgers, but she has all of her garnishes, if you will, you know, the cheeses. And, and a transfer plate. And a transfer plate and all that. So you added a little bit of oil to, to the pan. i to turn the hood on. I'm sorry. Get over it. So drizzle of olive oil to the pan, and now burgers are being added. And you can use vegetable oil, safflower oil. You don't want to use the super fruity stuff. You just don't want to go with EVOO in this case, like the green fruity stuff that you would use for dipping or salad dressing. Well, the sweet heat, this honey, I can't wait. Oh, it is incredible. Sweet heat is incredible. I want to put mine in a jar. Yeah, you should. Burgers are cooking. A little speed round action? Sure. Tell me, I know you don't, you, you don't like spend too much time on Instagram, so I'm going to rephrase this question from... Who's your favorite person you follow on Instagram to if you were to spend a lot of time on Instagram, what what human, what person or brand would you be interested in following? I put up as much as I can on on Instagram and my husband follows kind of for the both of us. Yeah. OK. We love Mike Dern and his wife, Britt. Like um, we love all the foodie people out there. We have all of the same friends, Gabby. You could answer this question yourself. I probably could. Yes. <laughs> um, here's one. You're a music person. Is there a song that you're currently obsessed with that you like love rocking out to, whether it's at the yeah, gym? Yeah, the new or... Beck. I haven't heard that. Oh, it's fabulous. Saw Lightning. Yeah. Amazing. Really? I cannot all wait right. for the album. I'm obsessed with the new Beck. Amazing. And then last question. Do you have any super... He's working with Pharrell. I didn't know that. Oh my God. They did a whole album together. Oh gosh, my this head's is so exciting. Explode. I can't wait. Wait, I'm taking a break in the speed round. Burgers were I just the flipped. burgers. 
And, and you don't rush that. If you flip a burger too quickly, it's going to tear. You'll have uneven crusting. Right. And so it, that look was at just that a, great color. It's, that was just a couple minutes, but her pan was super three, hot. It was about three minutes. Two, three minutes, yeah. I had to call it. But again, not all stoves are treated Izzy, 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 stay on. Come on over here, honey. Hey, John, can you, can you try and coax her into the bedroom? gonna be so hot in here. I don't want anybody stepping on her. Again, not all stoves are created equal, so yours may take 30 seconds long or a minute longer. Right. Or, you know. So you're looking for a nice charred golden, not golden brown, nice charred burger. I'd say it's a kind of a reddish brown if you want to give it the color or name. Yeah. Last question. Do you have any, and I don't know if I know this about you, do you have any superstitions in the kitchen? Well, I... Constantly. Yeah. I've been throwing salt, salt. over my shoulder yeah, for years, that. of course. Because if you use salt in a salt safe, rather than a grinder or a shaker, you are inevitably constantly spilling salt all day long. And people write in like very concerned about what happens to all the salt on my floor. And I'm like, A, it's not your kitchen, so why would you care? <laughs> and B, I guess it just gives you traction. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> gives, you a little, gives you a little grit on the floor. So again, we're not creating a rule book here of a precise time of burgers, but I'd say in the, for for an average size patty, I have it in the pan about seven minutes. I would say no more than eight, and for me, that's perfect. It's a nice medium burger. And then you you think you probably have a minute or so to go now, and you're adding the cheese. Correct. I'm adding the provolone and mozzarella. I'm doubling down on the cheese. A nice slice of each. Yum. And then once that cheese melts a little bit, like 30 seconds more, we'll take it to our transfer plate. I'm putting on a little silicone lid. Just to kind of sweat that cheese a bit. Got it. So if you have a lid that fits your pan, great. If you have a foil. piece of foil, yeah. Just a loose piece of foil. This is a beautiful uh, silicone lid that happens to say, uh, oh, Rachel Ray, it says on there. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Excellent. So keep, make sure you keep an eye on there your burger that last minute or so. I think so that's that fine. And now we're going to just take this to our transfer plate so the burger itself doesn't overcook while we're charring our bun. Cap, do me a favor, just yeah. kill that heat, and yep. then you can kill the fan. And now I'm taking our crispy pepperoni and equally distributing it, so these are ready to go right to the bun when it comes out. And then every good pizza gets a little fresh basil. So we're gonna get a little bit of basil together. Your burgers are on your transfer plate. Your cheese Correct. is perfectly melted. Mundo, Crispy pepperoni up on there. Mm. Now, basil, you can roll the leaves together like I just did into a log, stack them up and roll them and make a little chiffonade, or you can just tear a few pieces. And we're going to sprinkle a little basil on our burgers. And then we're gonna char our rolls. That's our very last thing, charring the rolls so we don't forget. It's all coming together. 
so excited for everyone to like have another great burger in their repertoire after this episode. It's a really fun, easy one too. And who doesn't like pepperoni pizza? Like, I mean, it's just a fun way to eat pepperoni pizza. Yeah, and I think it's actually quicker than ordering a pizza. And especially if you're cooking for one or two, why not make the burger instead? You know what I mean? It's really dangerous for two people to have too much leftover pizza around. Like, John can never decide what he wants, so he orders three pizzas, and we're two people. So by the next day, you could run from here to Milwaukee. You're not getting rid of that at the gym. One time, you know one, I mean? like, one time when we were here, we had a meeting, and John ordered Chinese food for us. And um, this, I remember. It didn't fit on the counter. Well, not only that. It, it was, didn't fit on the counter. There was and four it was from of us, three different places. Yeah, but there was four of us eating, and there was 13 pairs of chopsticks. And I was That's like, crazy. oh, I don't know if I like feel fat or I just love food. Are you watching these? Because I set bread on fire. Still going. All right. I'm just saying. You scared me. I almost. I'm I thought notorious. I, was set it on I fire. am my mother's daughter. Whew. My mother always set bread on fire too. Don't take your. Whenever you use the broiler, don't take your eye off of it. Yeah, it's really freaks you out. Yeah. It's easier in a restaurant because you have a salamander. The broiler is above the stove, right in front of your face, right. and you can see things browning. Do you right. know what I mean? In a home stove, the broiler is usually in the oven. That's why I forget it. Ooh, maybe there. Almost. You want it to look a little charred at the edges like a pizza. Okay, got it. You just slice these buns and, and put them in there dry. Any reason you wouldn't because or couldn't? we're going to put hot honey. Ah, uh, yes. On the top. And a little drizzle of olive oil on the butt. This hot honey may live in my cabinet. In the it's really, really, really good. Yeah. Oh, and to loosen it back up when you keep it on the counter, what I do is run it under hot water and give it a shake. Got it. All right. Buns, charred. Buns, put it right on top of minute, that pan. 30 seconds, minute, just keep an eye on it. Good. So bun bottoms, a drizzle of the good stuff, the green fatty olive oil. Fruity, fatty, Fruity, fatty, green, yummy, delicious. green olive oil. I just got two great jars of olive oil. I should have brought you some next time. They're from like Northern California. They're like- Beautiful. Like spicy, olivey, crazy good. I love California olive oil because yeah. it hits the back of your throat. It is, it's spicy. And there's our beautiful patties up on top. Lovely. This is no joke. When's the first time you made this dish? And then have the absolute this? best one. I've never made it with hot honey. I've made the pizzaola burger, but I've never done it with a hot honey, and it's a game changer. Whoa. This hot honey, I'm obsessed with. Take that picture. Shut up. <laughs> All the like, chefs. Shut up. Every chef that's like, oh, what's everyone making? When I mention this, everyone's like, oh man, sweet, spicy, Disgusting. tangy. You know. Look at that. <laughs> Freak out. Man, is this good? Everyone is getting hungry. All right, I have all okay. 77 pictures. Which one do you want? Well, uh, yes. Um, is which that a one? question? I don't um, know. They're both gorgeous. That one. That one. But I like that lid because that had the most perfect distribution of the honey. And then to go alongside a nice crisp pickle spear. Look at that. Oh, <laughs> these are Italian. Hot dill spears. They taste a lot like the ones I make at home. There's a couple of dill spears. Amazing. Get in there, Cappy. I want you to oh, take a real, big, real time fat, bite? disgusting bite. Uh-huh. 
Mmm. That's no joke. <laughs> that is no joke. Delicious. Amazing. Do you like it? This is going to be so good. The best, you know what I was thinking? Let me swallow. Hold on. That's actually awesome. The best part about um, Cook Tracks is Emerald, your good buddy, and you, you, you make this comment like, oh, imagine if you had smell-o-vision. This is like the second best, like second closest thing to smell-o-vision because if someone's cooking alongside you right now, they're, they're literally smelling, and, smelling yeah. it. Exactly. So. It, it is, it is smell-o-vision. Right. And that's what I love about the concept of this versus all the other mediums I work in. The printed page, it's hard to turn a page or you got to go get your glasses, take your glasses on and off if you need reading glasses like I do. You know, if, if you are watching a television show, what do you do? Pause with your elbow? Like, you know, it's when you hear someone who's cooking in real time, you can literally keep up with them. Yeah. Because you assemble everything. Oh, okay, I did that. Okay, let's just cook. It's the most realistic way to instruct people on how to make dinner. It is. You it fa- really is. Follow along, pa- press <clears throat> pause if you don't have an ingredient, if your burger's like But it's done cooked before. in real time. Like you hear right. that cook time. Right. Uh, you know, and while I'm jibber-jabbering with you about speed round questions or whatever, pour yourself a cocktail totally. or a cup of tea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or clean up the counter a little bit. Like it's killing me that I did not use those minutes to put everything away because that's oh, usually what yeah. I do when clean, something's yeah. cooking. <laughs> Amazing. You clean as you go. You clean as you go. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> there's a dish on the counter. <laughs> All right, so pepperoni pizza Iola burger with sweet heat. There you have it. It's a thing of beauty, isn't it? Whether you just listened for fun or you cooked right along with us, we want to thank you. If you did cook a recipe, we want to see your food. Take a pic and tag it with hashtag CookTracks. You can find more info and keep up to date with us at CookTracks.com. CookTracks is cooked up by Cappy, Ian Cohen, and Charlie Dugiello with editing from Joel Yeaton. Music has been composed by Jeffrey David Goldford. Special thanks to Red Summit Productions. Please rate, review, and or subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thanks for listening to Cook Tracks. We got your back in the kitchen.